Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for that show we call Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am here with you representing Steel Curtain Network. Hey, you know, things are changing every single day as we are getting ready to be a part of Fans First Sports Network. It's really exciting here. Make sure you check out all of the great shows here at SCN. Jeff Hartman had another great episode of let's ride this morning oh my gosh you know that's absolutely one of my favorite shows he's doing the monday morning conversation once again this time it was a really good one because a lot of people don't really know what to expect when it comes to the combine coming up and so you know jeff took care of that with another fantastic guest this time around it was a focus for the Steelers on the combine, and that's exactly what he did and who he had on the show. It was Roy Countryman, a draft guru. So if you missed that, go ahead and check it out. Go ahead and check out all the great stuff that we had over the weekend. Another episode of The Homies, the last episode of Touchdown Under, another state of the Steelers, and Dave Schofield and I doing the week that was. So much stuff coming up this week as well. And make sure you continue to check us out on the editorial side of BTSC as well for, uh, you know, great content, great articles. We are still on that side of the equation. So let's get into it. There's something that's sticking to my craw right now. But bad, daddy. Let's remember, I'm not allowed to do the ends anymore. So I'm trying the Dusty Rhodes thing. But bad, daddy. What's, what's the problem? Something's always stuck in your craw. Well, yeah, you know what? This is what's stuck in my craw. It's the fact that it's time to label busts once again. And look, I am not going to go ahead and sugarcoat it. The Devin Bush pick in 2019 did not work out. But this is what's driving me absolutely bonkers, bananas, and nuts. Actually, that'd be a great cereal. I should try that as a breakfast cereal. Bads, bananas, bonkers, and nuts. I don't know what bonkers, but that'd be like a cluster of good stuff like Captain Crunchy. We'll have to think about that. But here's the thing. 
The assertion that Devin Bush Jr. is the worst first round draft pick in Pittsburgh Steeler history. The fact that Devin Bush Jr. is the biggest bust in Pittsburgh Steelers drafting history. Not even close. Not even close. But bad. You traded up to number 10. You gave stuff away. Yeah, we gave away Noah Fant. Not we. I'm, I'm not a part of the uh, drafting team. But yeah, they gave up Noah Fant, and I think Frank Cushenberry is exactly what happened. At the time, nobody was complaining. And if you were complaining, it might be revisionist history. You might be one of those 3 million people that were at Woodstock when there was only about 100,000 at Max Yasger's farm. You might be one of those. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Sure, trading a pick away to go ahead and move up and get this guy. Does it does it seem like it was bad at the time? No, everybody, most people loved it at the time. Now we're looking back. Hindsight's 2020. For a lot of you, it's like 4020. Is 4020 good? I think 4020 is really good. So a lot of you are saying, oh, yeah, that, that was terrible. A lot of you changed your mind when you saw that ridiculous draft outfit that he was wearing. It looked like he was going to a rave or a bondage seminar. Um, <laughs> okay. That's absolutely crazy. But Devin Bush Jr. is not the biggest bust in Pittsburgh Steelers draft history. He's not. And here's something that drives me even crazier. So I'm looking to see what everybody's doing and everybody's saying. The top 15 busts in Pittsburgh Steelers history. They're all from the last 15 to 20 years in everybody's mind. Lima Swedes on that list. Tree Archer's on that list. Lima Swede was a second-round pick. Tree Archer was a third. You know what? And I'm going to do this. Maybe I'll do this next week. In fact, let's write it down. We'll do it last week. We will talk about the worst second-round picks in history. Sure, Alonzo Jackson's on that list. A lot of people have that on that list. You're not looking at guys that were huge. You know, nowhere to be found was Daryl Sims in 1985. Nowhere to be found was Jermaine Stevens in 1996. No, they, they're not on the list because that actually must have not happened because we're only looking at you as a fan over the last couple of years. You know this team's been around since 19-freaking-33. And in 1936... The Steelers had the third overall draft pick. But that's why I wasn't around for that bad. I don't care. I don't care if you weren't around for it. It happened. William Shakespeare, not the writer, not the bard. William Shakespeare was the number one pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, third overall in the NFL. He never played a down for the Steelers. Not a down. So, yeah, that's a bigger draft bust. Why am I saying that that's a bigger draft bust? Do you know that Devin Bush Jr. in the Associated Press was number three in Defensive Rookie of the Year voting? Number one was Nick Boza. He's pretty good. Number two was Max Crosby. He's pretty good. 
my gosh, what I would do to have Max Crosby on my team. That'd be amazing. Number three was Bush. Number four was Josh Allen. And yes, there's another Josh Allen. He plays for Jacksonville. He's a pretty good defensive player. Bush's rookie year, he had four fumble recoveries. He had one forced fumble. He had one touchdown. He had four pass defenses. He had two interceptions, and he had two sacks. That's a good start as a rookie. He ended up starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers 48 of 52 starts. Were they all quality starts? No, and I'm not going to say they were. I'm just saying you cannot say that this guy is the worst draft pick in Pittsburgh Steelers history and the biggest bust. You got a lot of production out of this man the last four years. You had a touchdown that helped win a game. You had an interception that was huge against Baltimore. They would have won that game. Juju fumbles in overtime. We get it. He was an up-and-coming great player. We thought we had... We thought we had the guy. We actually thought we had the guy. Then fate intervened, man. In week six of 2021, actually, let me rephrase that. Week six of 2020, the man gets hurt. He's hurt. He cannot play. He has a devastating injury. And nobody gives him the credit that he does not come back as well as he did. Other guys come back. This is a sideline to sideline linebacker. He lost steps. He lost a lot of his game. Did he have a better year last year than he did the first year back in 2021 when he finally came back? Yeah, he did. Is he the guy that you want them to give him the fifth-year tender? No, I don't. It's business, and we get it but I'm not giving him that label. I do not expect Evan Bush Jr. to come back in 2023, nor do I expect him to want to come back. Has Devin Bush Jr. said some things that would make us want to come back? No. No. He said some ridiculous things. He might not be a true stealer that the fans want. He definitely might not be a true stealer that the organization wants. He might not want to be there. He might not. And I get that. So it's differences. It's a separation. I guess you could call it a divorce, but it could be an amicable amicable divorce. Did not work. Devin Bush could could go somewhere else and have a productive rest of his career. But there's bigger bust out there for a guy like me. Yeah, there's much bigger busts. There's guys out there that are not guys that would give us the production. And I say fans and the organization, the production that this guy did. It's fresh in our minds. He's better than Jarvis Jones. He gave this team so much more production than Jarvis Jones. Jarvis Jones is not the worst bust in Pittsburgh Steelers history. This team has drafted so well 
over the last 20 some years that these guys stick out in your mind as bad draft picks. Jarvis Jones did not work, did not work out. But when you look at his stats in four years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he had three fumble recoveries. He had six sacks. He started 35 of 50 games. He was not great. He was not good. He did not define what you want a first-round draft pick to be, a forever Steeler. But he's not the worst pick in Pittsburgh Steelers history. I go back. I mentioned a guy from 1985, Daryl Sims. 58 games, 10 starts. Only 32 games with the Steelers. Only lasted two years. Had two sacks. Only started 10 games out of those 32 for the Steelers. He was really, he did not work. He was not a good player. He was the number one pick. I think he was 15th overall. Actually, no, he was a little bit better than that. Because 15th overall that year was Jerry Rice. And the Steelers were actually trying to get Jerry Rice that year. And the four downers traded up with the Jets to get Jerry Rice, but they had him on their radar and on their mind. They were going for Jerry Rice. They ended up with Daryl Sims. Daryl Sims is a guy you don't remember. He wore number 99. Was not, that's more of a bust, if you ask me. There's other guys that are busts. I told you about William Shakespeare. Gary Glick was a guy that they picked that was not very good. We're going to talk about guys like Glick. We're going to talk about other guys that could be considered busts. But look, you're going to disagree with me because you're just going to read the headline on this or look at the headline, and you're not going to listen to what I have to say. For those of the you do, you're not going to get what I'm trying to tell you. And I understand that. But girls and guys, if you're checking this out right now, if you're listening to this podcast, understand that Devin Bush is probably one of the worst draft picks of the last 20 years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's how well they've picked. But understand that he's he's not the worst they've ever had. So be spoiled that the Steelers picked so well. Feel great that they picked so well. But understand that, gosh, there's other teams that have worse than Devin In the Steelers, not the team that this guy plays for. We're going to be back right after this. Welcome to the subway train known as Bad Language, Still Curtain Network. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. Glad to be here with you. Yeah, I'm ranting. I'm raving. Because it's the Devin Bush Jr. thing. I'm not sticking up for the guy as saying that he should be back with the Steelers next year. He didn't work out. That's what happens in business. You shake hands and said, hey, this didn't work out. I wish you well in your future endeavors. And he doesn't want to be here. 
If he had the opportunity to sign with another team earlier, he would have. Allegedly, probably. That's in my own mind. But the guy has decent stats compared to all the other guys that you think are busts. I told you about Sims. And a lot of you think that there's not life past before 2000 for the Steelers. Yeah, they were pretty good before then, too. They were around a long time, 1933, 90 years. That's a long time. Told you about William Shakespeare. Let's talk about Gary Glick. Have you ever heard of Gary Glick? No, not, I'm not talking about Gary Glitter, the guy who, the pedophile that gave us uh, Rock and Roll Part 2. Hey! Hey! You know, you hear that at hockey games, you heard that at football games, yeah. That guy got himself in a lot of trouble. I'm not talking about Gary Glitter. I'm talking about the one and only Gary Glick that the Pittsburgh Steelers selected ahead of somebody that was really good. And that guy was a guy named, have you heard of him, Jim Brown? Yeah, they they got this guy out of uh, Colorado State. Defensive back, halfback, he was a quarterback at times, but uh, not really for the Steelers. The guy did not work out. He was 6'2", you know, that's not bad for a defensive back. Uh, Let's say he was here from 1956 to the middle of 1959 in Pittsburgh. He did some kicking for the team. You know, that's good. I mean, you got a kicker out of the deal, but on defense and fumbles, I mean, you got four interceptions out of him, not a whole heck of a lot of uh, starts that you would have wanted out of a guy that you picked over Jim Brown. 52 starts in three and a half years, but still not that good. It was a pick that did not work out. The Steelers were not that great at drafting back then. And that's when Art Rooney Jr. took over. Not Art Two, not Art Senior, Art Jr. He's still with us. And that's when he took over. And he tried to right the wrongs of some of those really bad trades. Man, they traded away the pick that would have gotten them Dick Butkus because the coach at the time, I believe it was Buddy Parker, did not like dealing with young players and rookies. He wanted, they traded so many picks. They one time traded six in a row, if I'm not mistaken, in the late 50s, 60s. It, it was just what could have been is crazy. But look, we can't go on what could have been because if you just get one of those guys, it rips up the space-time continuum, and then you don't have you don't have Ben Roethlisberger, you don't have Terry Bradshaw, you don't have Franco Harris, Jack Lambert, you don't have all of that that happened. So maybe it's good that that's what happened. If I would have studied harder and went to a better college, different field, I wouldn't have my wife and kids that I have now. I would probably not be here because the only reason I'm talking to you right now is because my daughter and Jeff Hartman's son went to the same school and we met each other on field day in June of 2015. And Jeff knew I was a Steelers fan. Jeff always wore Pittsburgh stuff. And we'd always talk about that. His kids were black and gold. My kids were always wearing black and gold. 
And we talked about it. Six days later, I had my first article. Two articles after that, I got my first death threat. It was a Michael Vick article. I was right about Michael Vick. Headline was changed slightly. That's okay. But I became a person that got into your conscious at that time. And uh, I realized that not everybody was going to like what I have to say. And not everybody's going to like me talking about Devin Bush this way. Not as bad as you think. Is he a guy that you want to extend? Absolutely not. I keep saying that over and over and over again. I hate that this team could have had Dick Butkus, but I'm over it. Other number one draft picks. I don't consider Mark Malone a complete bust. I just consider Mark Malone as a guy that uh, did not. I thought that was just a bad draft choice. But the guy took you to an AFC championship game in 1984. You know, you weren't completely horrible with Mike Malone, Mark Malone. He looked like Magnum P.I. That was probably his best asset, which really ticked me off because I'm a huge Tom Selleck fan, and Mark Malone's no Tom Selleck. I'm just saying he's not the worst. Who did I not mention on this list? One of the worst. I, I got to say one of the biggest busts came in 1991. It was Chuck Knowles last year. As soon as Bill Cowher came on board, He's like, you're gone. Huey Richardson did not work out for the Steelers. And that was a number 15 pick. Yeah, that was not good whatsoever. He, uh, Cowher cut him in camp in 1992. He was a 90, 1991 overall draft pick. I don't want to say too much. He's only three years older than me. He could kick the crap out of me probably still. But, oh my gosh. Do I even want to bring up his stats? Do I want to depress anybody with that? Yeah, it, it, it just didn't work. I really did not do anything for this team whatsoever. And I'm telling you, I I just, I can't think of a worse, a worst, a worse number one pick. The Steelers had, he played in five games, started zero. Interceptions, sacks, zero, zero, nothing. I, I don't even, I'd love to know how many snaps he played. Um, all I can tell you is in the five games he played for the Steelers, it, it, it wasn't good. Wasn't good whatsoever. And he's gone the next year. Ended up with the Washington franchise for half a season and then the Jets for a half a season. That's probably your all-time bust. Another one was a guy that they said was going to be a prospect for the Steelers. And by prospect, he's going to be more of a project, I guess, is the best way to say it. And that's Jermaine Stevens. Jermaine Stevens did not work out either. He was a big guy from North Carolina, AT&T, AT&T. Oh my gosh. Should I just say AT&T? I, I need some coffee. But Jermaine Stevens, yeah, he did not work out. He uh, was the number one pick for the Steelers after they lost the Super Bowl. So he was, I guess you can say he was 29th that year. And it just didn't happen for him. 
he uh, went on after his career in Pittsburgh, which only lasted about two years. Now, he didn't play at all his rookie season. He he wasn't even on the roster his rookie season, which doesn't happen anymore. That I guess that used to happen back then, but it just doesn't happen now. So the next year, he ended up playing for the Steelers. Uh, got a couple starts in 1998, but he was basically gone. He, it just did not work. Uh, 19 games, 11 starts for the Steelers, and did not end up being a very good offensive lineman for the team. Now, when we talk about busts, it doesn't take away from the man. It does not take away from the integrity of the player. I'm sure the I'm sure the guy is a wonderful guy and he and his wife they they had tragedy in in uh 2020 when Jermaine Stevens Jr who was was uh, a pretty good high school player and was going on to uh play at California University of Pennsylvania where he did he he had complications at the age of 20 of covid and passed away. So that doesn't take take away from the legacy of the man because I'm going to tell you if you're good enough to get drafted in the NFL, you're good enough to not be called a bust, really. I hate bust. I I hate the term bust. Another guy that everybody wants to call a bust. I I, I think they've they've gone back on that a little bit, but it's Fedarius. I love to call Terrell Edmonds Fedarius. That's his real name. And I've said this before, and you could probably say it along with me. You know what I'm going to say. Terrell Edmonds, if he was picked in the second or third round for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he'd be one of the greatest on the team right now. You would love him. He'd be your everyman player. But the that he was picked first overall, not first overall in the draft, but he was picked first for the Steelers when they liked him more than you liked him? Well, don't give him credit. A lot of people wanted to run him. A lot of people called him a bust from the beginning. They called him a bust before he's even drafted. Now a lot of people don't want to get rid of him. They love him. And I love that they love him. You know, it's just a real funny thing, though. It's really funny that sometimes it takes you time to warm up to a player. So my thing is, wait a good five years before you call a guy a bust. If you're going to call this guy a bust, Devin Bush Jr., that's on you. I mean, that's how you define it. I define it a completely different way. But he's not your worst of all time. He is not the guy that, I mean, people should be fired for for, uh, trading up to get. No, he doesn't ruin a legacy of a GM. It's just one that didn't work. Go look at other teams. Look at how many bust Bill Belichick or other players that Bill Belichick took in the first round that weren't great. That's it. Redefine it. How would you like if people went to your job and said, hey, you're a bust. You might not be the greatest employee they ever had, but you could put in good and decent work. 
And if you heard you're a bust, man, that would kill you. Wouldn't kill me. I might be the bust of SCN. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Thanks for checking this show out. You know I love you. Check out everything Steel Curtain Network. This has been Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davison. As always, I ain't apologizing for nothing. Mm-hmm.